Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Wednesday, November 2nd. Reluctant Healer. Today's scripture reading is found in Mark chapter 7, verses 24 through 26 from the Message Translation, which reads, From there, Jesus set out for the vicinity of Tyre. He entered a house there where he didn't think he would be found, but he couldn't escape notice. He was barely inside when a woman who had a disturbed daughter heard where he was. He came and knelt at his feet, begging for help. The woman was Greek, Syrophoenician by birth. She asked him to cure her daughter. This is God's Word. Bernard Palmer, in his book Praying for the Sick, shares a story told by another author, Philip Yancey. Once again, I love it when authors are quoting authors. Bernard Palmer writes, Philip Yancey tells the true story of a faith healer from the United States who led a healing campaign in Cambodia where there are few Christians. It was very well advertised throughout the country. At great personal cost, many sick people traveled to Phnom Penh for the rally. One of the consequences of the Vietnam War is that one in 200 Cambodians has had an amputation because of the many landmines used. Such people flocked to the crusade. However, when no amputees were healed, a riot broke out in the soccer stadium. The evangelists had to be rescued by an army helicopter. Later, the anger crowd besieged the evangelist hotel, forcing him to flee the country. Encountering this wannabe healing story first struck me as an axe in reverse kind of story. Biblically, it was healings that would cause riots, not their absence. But then Jesus was nearly escorted over a cliff when he refused to perform a healing on the spot for his hometown crowd, as he instead pointed out historically the selective nature of God's healing presence, that God tends to gravitate towards the marginalized outsider rather than give the insider the slam-duck miracle that he expects or even demands. God doesn't do what we expect. God doesn't perform on command. Well, mostly, anyway. Perhaps the takeaway from Yancey's anecdote is, quite simply, don't show up in a country of amputees to heal headaches and sinus infections you just may find yourself fleeing naked and bleeding like the seven sons of Sceva in Acts 19. The fact is that Jesus did show up in a country of amputees. Palsied, paralyzed, lame, lepers, blind, deaf, mute, mad, demonized. Oh yes, there is connective tissue between the Cambodia of the 20th century and the Palestine of the first. And here's the point. Jesus didn't come to put on a show of healing. He was the incarnation of God amidst all that pain. Each healing encounter was and is a divine calling card to the human race. I see your pain. You are not alone. All things will be made new. All things will be restored from highest heaven to deepest earth. Pain, sickness, and debilitation do not define you. My mercies do. 
Each healing encounter is a rolling back, for a moment at least, of what seems inextricable, inexplicable. No healing encounter on this earth is, however, a permanent solution. Every sick person who was or is healed, if they keep living on this planet, get sick again and die. Though, having seen how effortlessly the divine touch had rolled back pain and sickness, maybe, just maybe, when they entered that veil yet again, they did so with less trepidation, less consuming dread and desperation, and perhaps even the flank and perhaps even the faintest flicker of a smile that comes from being in on the joke. Which is actually a bit how this healing encounter with the foreign woman plays out. This is a great healing encounter to sit with for a spell because it so beautifully illustrates so many salient points about divine healing encounters then and now. Truly, you are a God who hides himself, O God and Savior of Israel, says Isaiah of old. So this story commences with Jesus hiding himself. No public miracle tent, no advertised event, just Jesus trying to find a reclusive place where he could go unnoticed. So many healing encounters happened as Jesus went, and sometimes when he was really trying to avoid people altogether. Don't be surprised if, when your need is greatest, God seems to have gone into hiding. It's not that you're unworthy or that God is less than God in either the love or power department. It's just sort of the divine MO, his modus operandi, a.k.a. his method of operation, a.k.a. it's just how he does things, or rather seems at times not to be doing things on this terrestrial ball that we all inhabit. Jesus was hiding, and when the outsider woman found him, he was very much, at least outwardly, the reluctant savior and healer. No, not now. Now's not the time for this. Come back later. Actually, he didn't verbally even hold out the hope of a maybe later response. Be prepared for this too. It was the custom in this warm climate culture for the first invitation to join someone for a meal to be rejected, as well as perhaps the second and even the third. It gave the host a chance to insist and so demonstrate the depth of his hospitality. Perhaps this was the dynamic here. Or maybe Jesus was just having a bad day. Regardless, Jesus very clearly is turning his back on a woman in significant pain over her daughter's dilemma. Yes, be prepared for this. Be prepared for a God who seems distant and reluctant. This is how life so often rolls, or too often seems to be stalled. Healing encounters are rarely clear-cut, tidy, time-efficient matters. They can be quite messy and meandering. And they can involve a whole lot of begging. So as we pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder. Healing encounters are rarely clear-cut, tidy, time-efficient matters. They can be messy and meandering. How prepared are you for God to use your own meandering today to bring about a potentially messy healing encounter for someone? 
When have you, like the woman in this story, felt put off by God when you're begging for healing for yourself or for another? What happened? Lord, give us the hands and heart of a healer. As you, Lord, went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the great enemy of our souls, so let us go about doing good and healing. Make us king's foil in your hands, crushed and effusing straightway the living freshness of a thousand freshwater springs that grow deeper the further they flow, bringing fertility to the infertile, wholeness and home to the dispossessed and displaced, sight to the blind, lively step to the paralyzed, flowing speech to the mute, glorious sound to the deaf, metaphorically, spiritually, physically, body, soul, spirit, touch it all through these hands, through this heart of a healer. By your spirit, with, upon, and in us. Amen.